0: Hello! Hi everyone! Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I will be your solo host for today as Sudhakar couldn't join us. I am sure you guys will be missing him. So India is home to one of the biggest hubs of writers and there are many many aspiring writers. In today's episode, we would like to cover a very useful topic on analytics for writers by the author of Hair, End of Innocence Nasiha Nasiha Samin has 13 plus years of professional experience and is currently working as WFM and Business Analytics Manager with SmartDrive. Prior to that, she worked with companies like Fidelity Information Services, American Express, Yatra Online, Seven Solutions, and Fair Portal. Coming to her education, she has done her B.Sc. from Utkal University and M.A. in Public Administration from Andhra University. She is a certified Lean Six Sigma Black Belt and DOE Level A certified. Coming to her writing, she has authored two books, the Amazon bestseller Ruby Drops and Hair, End of Innocence and she has also co-authored four more books. Nasiha, welcome to our show and let us get into our conversation.
1: Thank you, Navin, for such a wonderful introduction.
0: It's my pleasure, Nasiha. Let's talk about some basics. You have been in this professional world for 13 plus years. So, what made you think about writing a book?
1: Uh, So, writing was more of a hobby and it was Mm -hmm. there since I was a kid. If I remember correctly, the first story that I wrote was when I was nursery, when I absolutely had no sense of uh, punctuation and spellings. And my mom gave it to somebody to edit so that, you know, uh, she could... Uh, share it in some magazine or something i don't know what happened to that in standard seven i wrote a novella mm-hmm. uh, rubaisha mm-hmm. and but then i never had that much of courage to share it with anybody i had absolutely no confidence the only person who knew that i wrote on my weekends was my mother others thought i'm doing my homework i was very much afraid that people would laugh at my work at my errors and growing up in a small city like Qatar in 1990s meant Mm -hmm. that you would have a lot of bullies around you who would just try to make fun of everything so that means I never thought that I could ever enter the line of writing and I kept all my writings hidden so that nobody would read it and make fun of me but then as this inner life goes in a different direction and uh, mm-hmm. I met Alok who is still a great believer in me as a writer. We started mm-hmm. a career in uh, Gurgaon and we got into quality side, uh, business analytics side but same time every weekend we kept time aside for writing but only in 2015 I could gather courage to publish an anthology of uh, poetries dealing with uh, anxiety loneliness and depression about mental health (laughs) called Ruby Drops after that 2019 my book (laughs) air got picked up by Invincible Publications (laughs) and they have planned to release it as two part uh, novel so first part is air end of innocence the second part which was planned to be released in 2020 but due to this pandemic we are holding it back because it's not a very happy time so Mm -hmm. that is air dawn of deception that would be hopefully 2021 Mm -hmm. first quarter Mm -hmm. as soon as the Mm -hmm. vaccines hit the market (laughs) we would release it
0: sure So first of all, uh, I would like to congratulate you on being starting your writing journey as early as in nursery. I think there are very few people who would uh, have the courage to write a book and also idea of writing a book. So came across some interesting thought and uh, also hearty congratulations on the launch of your book, which is again rated as a uh, Amazon bestseller, The End of Innocence and um, all the very best on the part two, right?
1: Thank you now, so
0: much. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about your book, Hair, End of Innocence?
1: Hair, End of Innocence, uh, as I said, is a two-part series. And it, it's an mm-hmm. erotic political thriller set in mm-hmm. India, 50th century. And mm-hmm. it deals with power struggle, insurgency, mm-hmm. blood feuds that's going on in two mm-hmm. kingdoms, Punji and uh, Jodhgarh. Since last four generations. Mm-hmm. It's a story of wow. a journey of a young princess, Padma Kishori, who's sixteen years old, from being a naive girl who had all her dreams and was which was brutally shattered because she had to marry a person who was older than her father just for, for political wow. alliance. Mm-hmm. So it's her journey through all the political turmoils and uh, through the conspiracies that was brewing in all these kingdoms to finally stand up and get what she wanted from life. And choosing that path was more of being a queen She was devoid Mm -hmm. of all the humanly pleasures that was associated with any life or any marriage or even Mm -hmm. a romantic angle to it. But she is one person who said that, no, agreed, I followed every rule in the rule book, but now I cannot have people snatch away my happiness. And then Mm -hmm. the book, the second part of the book is all about how she's trying to get what Mm -hmm. she wants. And that's the second part is all about will she get it and what is at what cost and will Mm -hmm. she be killed for the treason? so Mm -hmm. that's all the conspiracies and politics that is happening in these two kingdoms
0: yeah this seems to be a fascinating storyline and I can't wait to grab a copy of part 2 as well so once it is released as mentioned in the introduction we have many people aspiring to become a writer and start their writing journey So, what should someone aspiring to write a book focus on?
1: The first thing a person should uh, focus on is character building along Mm -hmm. with the story flow and the arc of the story. Mm -hmm. These three Mm -hmm. things should complement Mm -hmm. each other. There should not be any loopholes in any of three things. Mm -hmm. If The character should be in line with the story arc. Otherwise, it's very irritating Mm -hmm. for any reader to understand why this character is behaving in such a way. Second and the most important Mm -hmm. part is the research. What comes in the story is only one or two percent of the research. But you have to know everything about that character, including Mm -hmm. the character's hobby, where the character stays and what is the geographical, political, sociological scenario of that place. So you need to have all that detailing in your mind or somewhere written and then only you can put in a very strong character in a story. Can you imagine a character wearing lycra in
0: 1952?
1: (laughs) Not at all. That that is, uh, lycra was found out in 1953. So you can't have your character Mm -hmm. wearing lycra in 1952. So these are few things that a person has to be very careful about.
0: Sure, I think uh, that is pretty insightful. Now, can we talk a little bit about writer analytics and how can this analytics help someone in choosing the topics or finalizing the genre of a book, etc.?
1: So analytics uh, as you know in any content writing and especially in websites mm-hmm. uh, this kind of analytics is very much helpful which is like heat maps clicks, keyword mm-hmm. search so that's a different analytics that is used in writing uh, another piece of analytics that is used in writing is what we there are 10 or 12 uh, different analytics that we use these are more from readability point of view whether your story is right how much of like target audience analytics helps Mm -hmm. in understanding if your writing is right for your target audience and accordingly you change your style a bit Uh, these analyticals tool that is used are more of readability indicators as flesh in CAD reading ease and grade level. There is a score associated and grade is given. Higher the score, Mm -hmm. better. And uh, it it tells about how easy it is to read a particular passage Mm -hmm. or a book. So, academic and scientific texts are generally from 10 to 14 range. And most of the fiction fall around 6 and 7. And dialogues are at 4 to 6. Now mm-hmm, second mm-hmm. is Gunning Fog score. Now this index is commonly used to confirm if text can be easily read by a targeted audience. Grading is in form of text or a wider audience that index is 12. And as it comes down like 9 is school mm-hmm. freshman. 8 is 8th grade. So, it helps you to understand if how complex your writing is. Let's come directly to smog grade, which measures the readability that estimates the education required to understand that piece of writing. One more is automated mm-hmm. readability mm-hmm. index, which is ARI. Now, this mm-hmm. is interesting because uh, this index is designed to measure how easily your text could be understood in first reading these are different kind of analytic tools and analysis that helps to understand how if our writing is very complex if it is matching to our target audience and what could we do better with this
0: yeah, I think this is quite interesting and I being the novice I would say are pretty naive to this writing and all this is a kind of fascinating and at the same time eye-opener for me I didn't knew that these kind of details are existing so definitely I'm sure most of our listeners would might have also come across these details for the first time but would you be able to elaborate any two of them so that it will be helpful to understand how the calculations happen and what should we look for
1: so let me first take take an example of Flesh Kinkad readability. This is one of the most commonly used tool and it was developed by Rudolf Flesh and uh, Peter Kinkad. The way the uh, scoring is, it's based on the ranking 0 to 100. Higher you score better mm-hmm. your writing is it okay. means you mm-hmm. it's more readable this technique flesh kincat readability uh, it has two parts to it first is the score and then is the grade and it was developed by rudolf flesh and uh, peter kincat so basis on uh, the ranking is from 0 to 100 the higher your score is that means your book or your writing is more readable uh, calculate how many words you have in a sentence on an average and how complicated all those uh, words are by taking the syllabus divided by words so that that gives you a readability index I know it's a little (laughs) geek thing now how do you calculate the grade formula is 0.39 into words by sentences plus 11.8 into syllabus divided by words Minus 15.58. So that gives you approximately which grade of uh, or which class a person can, uh, a student can read that. So if it comes as Mm -hmm. 6, that means any person with grade in grade 6 or 6 standard as we say in India can read this book. And second is it's slightly different concept, that's why I chose this ARI, which is derived from ratio that represents uh, difficult words. And sentence difficulty. The previous one was more into words and sentences and syllables. This has difficult sentences and number the score is calculated in that way. If your work has letters, which is then I mean generally people write five, six-digit words. But if your writing mm-hmm. has seven, ten, eight, that number increases. So the readability score consists of two factors. First, Relates to the sentence structure, typically measuring average number of words per sentences, and then readability index, which also takes into the account of word structure and are generally based on average number of syllable per word on proportion. So that way, easy word and hard word is calculated. So for ARI, the formula is 4.71 into character by di- divided by word plus. Point five into again word divided by number of words divided by number of sentences minus twenty one point four three. A lot
0: of <laughs> mathematics and uh, a
1: <laughs> lot yeah. of mathematics. So it's a lot of tools are available so you can use them and uh, otherwise you can create put your word in some Excel and do this calculation like we do. <laughs>
0: interesting nasiha so when should one use them like should it come before writing
1: no because uh, when you are writing until unless mm-hmm. uh, you write there is a sample you can't do any mm-hmm. analysis without a sample so your first yeah. draft yeah. Mm-hmm. you should create it and then then you use these tools because during the plotting of the book or story you already know what is your target audience and after that once your first draft is ready you creative mm-hmm. and you see that, you see where your writing falls, if your audience is at grade 3 and your work is at.
0: Nasiha, will these tools or analytics give us an insight on how the writing has changed in the last few years or probably decades and how are the bestsellers ranked and where does your book hair stand at?
1: I'll give you an example of a number of words per sentences. That's the first indicator mm-hmm. as how the writing has evolved or has okay. changed mm-hmm. during the years. Okay, mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. guess what is the number of words per sentence in Sense and Sensibility?
0: Mm. Could be 20.
1: Very close to it. It is 23.2. Now, mm-hmm. Tales mm-hmm. of Two City is 17.7. Mm-hmm. Hobbit is 16.3. Harry Potter's Philosopher's Stone is 11.9. And can mm-hmm. you guess Twilight series is at 9.6. Wow. And where does air come in? So, air is somewhere between Harry Potter and Twilight. It is 11.5, very close to Harry Potter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, let me give you the reading ease and the score of few writers. Okay. Hemingway, mm-hmm. amazing writer and most widely read. 93 is his reading Mm -hmm. score and the grade is Mm 4.1. That when Mm -hmm. we say 4.1 doesn't mean that only people at 4th grade should read or 5th grade should read. Okay. It means Mm -hmm. person from 4th standard onwards can read it. And Susan Collins 86 and readability is Mm -hmm. 5, grade is 5.2. And our dear E.L. James is 86 but the reading grade is Mm 3.7. My favorite, J.K. Rowling, 78 and grade is 6.8. Jane Austen, Mm -hmm. 82, grade as 5.6. Stephanie Myers, 82, Mm -hmm. grade 6.2. James Patterson, Mm -hmm. 72 and the grade is 7.9. Tolstoy, 70. I know he is very complex and the grade is 8.2. Air comes in between E.L. James and J.K. Rowling's at 80 and readability mm-hmm. at
0: 5.0. Wow. That's great. And again, as I mentioned, it is a lot of statistics. lot. So, excellent research you have done in the past 1-2 uh, years. And now, slightly shifting our gears, and let's talk a little bit about your favorite books in the self-help category.
1: I'll be very honest, I don't like reading self-help and there's hard, I get very excited and buy them and hardly I can complete 5 to 10 pages and then I just stop it. Because I find motivation and self-help mostly from fantasy fiction, Mm -hmm. be it Harry Potter or Bartimaeus trilogy, Pellinor series. The messages in these books are better than any self-help book because they show what a person can do. But Mm self-help books is more like preaching, telling us what to do, which somewhere Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of us know what we should be doing. Fiction, on the other hand, shows us what needs to be done. So that's why, you know, whenever I need any kind of motivation, I pick any fantasy book, go to a random page, read five or six pages from there and bam, it's all there the only self-help book that I have completed is Ikigai.
0: Yeah, Ikigai is very small, thin book and probably that could be the reason.
1: And it is a complete different self-help than most of the self-help help that we see is like, you should first change your thought process and do. Ikigai says, do what you have to do. Mm. So mm. it's a complete different mm. uh, psychological, as, uh, the way they have approached it is different that's why I like
0: yep again quite interesting like you get motivated by reading fantasy fiction books and all so very interesting stuff who is your favorite author and why
1: among George R.R. Martin Haruki Murakami mm-hmm. Dan Brown and mm-hmm. J.R. Rawlings my favorite is mm-hmm. Alison Krogon. her Pelinor series is amazing mm-hmm. reading that I felt that she is J.R.R. R. Tolkien's of today her mm-hmm, book has mm-hmm. that kind of style, flair of old classics and very honestly, her book does not have short and simple sentences just showing us what the what is happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. She builds up layers of metaphors, builds in sense of adventure and distract and you can feel it while reading it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I find her book very inspiring also and relaxing at the same time because she sets the stage connects the character of the fantasy world to our world and literally she takes you to a different planet altogether. She's a time machine creator for me. My greatest wish is one day I wish I could meet her and get a chance to work with her, her at least even for a day. Recently, I connected with her on Twitter and asked her, can you, can you tell me if Perinor series is ever come, going to come on Netflix or anything? She said, I wish. It, it requires a lot of funding. That's mm-hmm. Amazing book, yeah. and reading it, you'll feel it is one branch of uh, not one branch, but the style of Lord of the. It's similar style of Lord of the Rings.
0: I, I wish uh, you get a chance to meet her, and I sincerely pray for it. So overall, it was uh, amazing stuff that you shared uh, with me and our audience today. So, thank you so much, uh, Nasiha, for joining uh, today's episode. Indeed, it was a very wonderful and insightful conversation around analytics for writers.
1: Thank you so much, Naveen. Pleasure is all mine.
0: Thank you, Nasiha. Dear listeners, to know more about the speaker or our solo books, Ruby Drops and Hair, End of Innocence, or you can visit her website, www.nasia.world or any of her social media handles. So you can find them in the episode description. And you can visit or follow us on social media. We are available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Pinterest. And you can also feel free to email us and we will be happy to share further details with you. Alright, so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And since we had a very great conversation about books and writing with Nasiha, we thought we will present you some trivia related to a book. You know, Bill Gates is said to have paid $30.8 million for a copy of a book by Leonardo Da Vinci. Can you guess the name of the book? Okay, it is nothing but... Codex Leicester. And it is the most expensive book sold ever in the history. So, only Bill Gates could afford it. And he has a flair for reading. So, he's able to do it. Interesting. Isn't it? Alright. So, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful time. Take care. And be safe. Until next time. Bye-bye.